Welcome to Evolution in Controls. I'm your host, Tim Wilson. Thank you for joining us. Electric vehicles and technology are rarely out of the headlines. So today, we are going to return to the topic we introduced in a previous EIC episode, electric vehicles and testing technology. In 2020, nearly 1.8 million electric vehicles were registered, and that number is expected to triple within just a few years. But designing and building all these vehicles is only a piece of the radical automotive paradigm shift currently underway. How do you accurately, reliably, and efficiently test the components and subsystems in these electric vehicles? How do you ensure that these new vehicles will provide the reliability and the life cycle that we've come to expect from our vehicles? And as the technology continues its rapid evolution, must you continually rethink the testing methods and protocols? Can you even keep up with the pace of change? Here to help investigate and answer these questions is Mr. Robert Camp, Director of Strategic Development for UTAC. UTAC is a world-leading group in vehicle testing, type approval, and emerging technologies for autonomous, connected, and electric vehicles. Rob, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So, tell us a little bit about UTAC. Yeah, UTAC, as you were is stating, is a, is a global company. Um, which uh, does vehicle and automotive uh, testing and certification. Uh, we have everything from tracks and proving grounds to dynamometer equipment and test labs uh, for ourselves. And also we build uh, test systems to ship out globally as well for our customers. So you build equipment, but you also provide services. Yep, services, uh, testing services, equipment for, for the globe, and also field service equipment, field service on, the, on that equipment. So what are, you, what are you testing for? What kind of services do you provide? Yeah, um, mostly, uh, or not mostly, but largely it's, it's automotive uh, electrified powertrain. Okay. Uh, we test conventional powertrain as well, uh, batteries, transaxles, um, kind of the full spectrum of equipment uh, we do testing for. We also test things like seats and do crash testing and uh, type approval, uh, a really wide spectrum of, of really every facet of, of automotive uh, what, testing. What's type approval? Type approval uh, is certification for vehicles on, to be put onto roads. So in Europe, for example, there's, there's different standards as well as in the States. We have a group that concentrates just on certifying those vehicles for use on, on public roads. So when you're doing the testings, the testing services, what are you looking for? Are you looking for failure? Are you looking for something else? Yep. Runs the full gamut. We do a lot of efficiency-based testing. Uh, we do durability testing, life cycle testing. Um, and not every case is looking for specific failures. So a lot of times we're looking for performance, but we also do a lot of failure and R&D-based testing as well, where we're trying to find problems and issues as early on in the product design life cycle as possible, and let our customers take that data and make decisions from there on how to move forward. So are you involved in the development with the manufacturers of the equipment? Yeah, we are to an extent. Uh, we do have manufacturers that come in and, and utilize our test lab um, where they get to concentrate on, on running their parts, uh, doing the research and development on their test articles themselves, and we concentrate on keeping all that equipment running operational and changing it as needed to get the testing done that they need. And we also provide those services for our systems out in the field as well. So really, we, we view those as partnerships where we're working with, with the customer to try to achieve their goals. Hmm. So you, you look for failures in the product, but you also look for just uh, performance characteristics? Yep, performance, design validation, um, efficiency. Uh, yep, the full, full spectrum of, of the product design. Well, since you're working with the manufacturers, sort of hand-in-hand -hand on the mm -hmm. development, what significant trends do you see in the development of the EV market? Um, you know, what demands 
is UTAC being faced with because of these developments? Yeah, there's kind of a couple of primary things. First and foremost, the voltages on, on electrified systems have been increasing. Uh, a few years ago, you know, we were looking at vehicle voltages that were in the 300, 400, 500 volt range. And now that's expanding rapidly to 7, 800, 900 volts. Most of our electrified powertrain testing systems now are capable of 1,000 volts and beyond 1,200 volts um, to just kind of follow the trends of the industry as, as they bump those voltages up in the battery systems. Is there a limit to this voltage? I don't know that there's really a limit. I, I think I see it stabilizing somewhere in that 800 or so volt range for most vehicle applications. But we have industrial applications right now that are 1500 volt systems and, and moving beyond. So, Do you see that 1500 volt? Do you see that coming into other markets besides industrial? Um, potentially it could. And that's where we just try to design all of our equipment so that we can have that flexibility to be able to make those changes on the, on the fly if, if we have to. Um, and just allow for that kind of growth. The, the way the industry is, 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 is growing and, and changing so rapidly, um, really we're, we're running as fast as we can just to try to keep up and stay ahead of what the customers are seeing. Our test lab, for example, we don't have a product line that we build our test equipment for in our laboratory. We have to make it scalable in a way that we can handle whatever requests come our way. And we treat our systems the same way because the products are changing so fast even the product design engineers, their best guesses right now, and in two years, it's they've exceeded those expectations, and we need to make our systems capable of, of completing that as well. Is this pace of change happening in off-road, off-highway, and mobile market as well? We've talked about electric vehicles, mm -hmm. but is it coming there? I would say that it's it's definitely moving towards that. We've definitely seen some, some really interesting flickers um, in off-highway for electrification and, and hybrid of, of vehicles, particularly like construction equipment, earth moving equipment. Uh, that is an area that I see expanding right now and, and slowly kind of dipping their toes in. Um, the challenges there are, are different. The power levels are massive um, and you're really trying to combine existing systems with new electrified systems and, and find that happy medium. Hybrid? Is that what you're Hi talking yeah, about? Yeah, hybrid components and really kind of picking and choosing which subsystems you convert to electrified and which subsystems you keep with the tried and true standard systems that have been out there. <laughs> so, you know, as you look at these developments, what do you think has been the most difficult or the most problematic development that, that you've had to deal with or the market has had to deal with? Yeah, just the pace of acceleration right now is something that I've, we've never seen before. I've, I've been with UTech now for 11 years and we've, we have been doing EV testing since that point, but the rate of change right now is, is, is extreme. And uh, right now, everybody in industry is, is trying to do their best to keep up with that pace. And for us, you know, and, and for Morel, it, it's really expanding even beyond that point and allowing our customers to move at the pace they need to move. And the, what they're doing is unprecedented. We have to match that. So it's very challenging. Keeping up is the most difficult thing at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's very tricky. What do you, element of the EV market do you think is primed for the next big surge, the next big development? I, I think the EV market, the, the rate that it's growing right now, at least that what we're seeing on the back end with, with testing and development, is there's, there's just going to be a wave of new vehicles into the marketplace. And it's, it's going to become commonplace to see these vehicles in your garage people are going to become more accepting of the technology, realize they're not giving things up, they're actually gaining things by making these switches. 
And uh, right now, we're really in the meat of trying to meet that demand for all this new vehicle production. Several manufacturers are going to full electrified power or full electrified product lines within the next handful of years, uh, both in the U.S. and in Europe. And uh, it's it's really going to change the landscape of what you see driving down the road. What has UTEC had to develop or adapt or change to meet what's happening in the EV marketplace? What have you had to do? First and foremost was just modifying our existing uh, a line of systems to meet the new, the new voltage challenges, the new power level challenges that we're seeing. But the other thing we're, we're also seeing a lot more of is providing systems that test subcomponents on a smaller and smaller level so they can fail those products or find the issues as early as possible in the product development cycle. Are you testing to failure? I mean, are you trying to get things to blow up, to burn up, to fail? Yeah, yeah. At, at times, at times, that's definitely the the point. Some of it is abusive testing, a lot of it is performance based testing, and really, we're trying to shift those points, data points, as far to the left in the design as we possibly can. That just allows our customers to have less money in the design cycle before they find these issues, make those changes, and have a lot better idea how it's going to react in the full system once they integrate it all together. Is there a limit? Do you see a limit to where these developments can go? Capacity, battery capacity, the, the mileage on vehicles, is that something that you both are testing for and do you see that as a limitation? I mean, right now, batteries are, are a limitation with, with, with electric vehicles as far as range and people having range anxiety. Um, I think where they're at now, though... Range you, anxiety. Range anxiety is a very real, very real <laughs> thing for most people, especially if you talk to people in Metro Detroit where this is, you know, the heart of the Motor City and right. everybody likes their, their you know, gas-fired engines. Um, making, making that shift and, and having people understand what the capabilities are of the vehicles, what range is appropriate for their day-to-day -day use, and a lot of it is the infrastructure behind that of charging networks, getting them up to, up to the level needed to sustain that kind of a, a shift in the product line. We're seeing those charging networks now charging vehicles, you know, in 10, 15, 20 minutes to an 80% range. That also drives our testing to validate those components that they can handle that rapid charging and discharging for the full life cycle of the vehicle without any, any product issues down the line. So if I read between the lines, what you're saying is they're not working to come up with a 600-mile battery. I'm sure somebody is, but that's not our typical request that we see, right? I think the a lot of people, uh, manufacturers are pretty happy with that 300 to 400 mile range. And I think you're kind of seeing the industry land on that kind of as being the standard where you have a, a standard product line that is uh, near 300 miles and then a, an, a, an extended range product that might be somewhere in that 400 or just north of 400 mile range. And they're trying to figure out how to charge that 400 mile capacity as, faster. As quickly as they possibly can, right? And still keep it reliable, right? And have that battery and that system last, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles, right? Um, and so that's, that's really drives a lot of our testing needs, right? As far as how do we uh, evaluate life cycle of a product or how do we allow customers to allow, evaluate that life cycle of the product and uh, ensure that it's going to have the longevity that it, that it needs to have. So keeping up with the pace of change, yep. figuring out what subsystems to test, looking for the failures, looking for the limitations, it's all happening very quickly. What do you see the impact of this pace of change and these new technologies? What do you see happening to businesses involved in this Marketplace, what's it going to do to them? Yeah, it's, it's a scramble right now. Uh, you've got a lot of businesses that have been in conventional powertrain uh, in the U.S. here for years, 
and they're shifting entire product lines to try to uh, um, help the OEMs achieve their goals of, a, of an all-electric future. And the only way that happens is really strong tier one suppliers that can do that. And right now, those tier ones are mobilizing their entire workforce to get on board with this change as well and provide the products needed for the OEMs to be able to put that put those products in the marketplace. Changing as fast as they can. As fast as they possibly can and usually not fast as people at the OEMs would like them to go. <laughs> well, looking down the road, let's, let's look five years down the road. What does it look like for the EV industry? What does it look like for UTAC? I think five years down, uh, we're going we're gonna to see a lot of electric product line out available. You'll have options to pick from, from an electrified vehicle. Um, and it's going to be a lot more commonplace. Everyone will have one or it'll be very common to see that in someone's garage versus now it's an, almost a an novelty. An EV in every garage. I think we're getting towards that point. I don't know if we're quite there in five years. That might be my uh, optimistic look on it with how uh, our work has been lining up here. But uh, for, for UTAC right now, it's, it's just, for us, it's as much massive expansion as we can possibly do to, to meet the demand out there. Uh, we are adding a significant amount of equipment with our own internal labs and also massively helping our customers add test equipment to their facilities as well to just match this, this acceleration, which I never, I don't think we've seen anything like this in at least quite some time to try to keep up with that pace of innovation that, that we're being pushed with right now. It's a generational change. I would absolutely say so. Yeah. Rob, I really appreciate you taking the time today yeah, to come and talk with us. It's fascinating. I'm excited to see what I'm excited to see if it's an EV in every garage in five years. I don't know if it'll quite be there in five, but it'll be getting that direction at least. So All right. thanks Rob, for having me. Thank you very much. To learn more about UTAC and the world class systems and services, visit utac.com. To learn more about Morell's systems and solutions for the electric vehicle market, visit morell-group.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Evolution in Controls on whatever platform you use for podcasts or on YouTube for a video version so you can be updated when we release new episodes. Thank you again for joining us today. I'm Tim Wilson, and remember, keep moving.